Hi, this is Mark Newbold from Panther Tracks, and you're listening to the Rebel Base Card Podcast. Great pull, kid. The fight is done. We lost. But the questions survive. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. And that trail leads right here. This is Leave the Breakfast and Take the Kenobi, a Rebel Base Card micro podcast series. Well, this is the big one, and we're very, very close to the series. Myself and my co-host included have been waiting for for a long time. And so today we are asking questions on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series teaser trailer, which aired first on Wednesday, March 9th. And if you haven't seen the trailer, and really who hasn't at this point, this is going to be your only warning. Dump out now and catch this at another time. I am very happy to be across the Skype call from my co-host and fellow Card Squadron winger Gregory Cass from Ion Cannon, except no substitutes, folks, who had a birthday this week. And I wanted to say happy birthday and how are you doing? Oh, well, thank you very much. Hello there. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate the calls everybody made to Disney to get them to release this <laughs> Obi-Wan material on my birthday. It, You know, the, the first inkling was that tweet from the official account that said, hello there, as soon as I woke up on my birthday. And I was like, I think, I think they're doing it. I think this is it. So <laughs> what a wonderful birthday gift it was uh, welcoming in my 40th year. Right? Because I turned 39, so welcoming in my 40th year. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I always kind of like calling the 30s uh, the gravy years, because after that, you kind of look at gravy a little differently. <laughs> you have to take a, a much larger view of your uh, dining dining force. And uh, so in, enjoy these years uh, while, while they, they dribble away, much like the Jedi Order. But... Uh, uh-huh. At any rate, um, the show will work like this once we kind of get started. Uh, we will be um, hopefully going over each of the episodes of Kenobi. There aren't that many. How are, Greg, what are they? Uh, four, six? How many episodes? I believe there are six promised to us. Okay. So un- unlike, say, when we did uh, Batch for Breakfast and Boba for Breakfast, this is going to be an even smaller series. Uh, interestingly enough, the first one will air before... Star Wars Celebration, which is going to be really wild. And so I can imagine uh, the crowd that will descend upon Anaheim, uh, the convention center, uh, will be a rowdy one. And uh, yeah. I'm kind of curious about how that'll go. But um, the, the show kind of works like this. Uh, Greg and I will take turns asking questions that we've not talked about beforehand. So, of course, there's a chance we can take each other's question. Uh, the fun part about this is that it it spurs some great conversation all the all the pressure is is off really to get the right answer because well that's why we listen to other podcasts. <laughs> so unlike say your recap ones or the ones that take the deep dive, we kind of come in with questions and we're like, what's this? And and maybe we can answer some something ourselves. Maybe we can kind of come up with what we might think a good answer is. Uh, but anyway, we leave it up to the professionals. So there are no points. Uh, there's no bonuses or lightning rounds at least right now. Um, but. As we go into the series, we'll be talking about what we like to call the Greg's List. Uh, Greg, how would you describe our Greg's List? I would say it is all the people more qualified than us to interpret and analyze this uh, content. I mean, 
we are both members of fandom simply because we love the community and we love hearing everybody get excited. And I will say I, I for one, did not indulge yet, but I've got them all queued up. I can go through my Greg's list of who I have ready to go, but I wanted to record with you tonight unspoiled uh, with other people analysis and then i'm i'm gonna go hog wild this weekend with it i gotta agree i saw a bunch of them you know it was funny because uh, what uh, our friend and and uh, fellow card squadron uh winger uh kyle was like all right where's my where's my reaction podcast i'm like well i guess i guess i gotta get uh, greg on the phone but yeah i started seeing them dribble into and it was kind of going to be interesting to see how long some of these were, you know, because sometimes, you know, mm. you can take, you, you, there's, there's plenty of podcasts that will do a couple hours deep dive on this. Um, and you, you could, you know, I can kind of poke fun at, but when I kind of look at all the images that were in this trailer, you can go, okay, mm. for those folks who really are, you know, like, like, like yourself, like really deep into the canon or they're, they're caught up on a lot of things. You can sit there and just kind of do these, these, you know, freeze frames and just dissect this. Um, so, and, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of, ex- you know, I kind of want to get past this. So tomorrow where there's still a little time I, and, and before, you know, we, we still have between now and, uh, May 25th. So, you know, mm. there's not, there's going to be many, many podcasts out there. Um, you know, we, we always like to throw out, you know, everything from like uh, coffee with Kenobi, of course. Um, I just saw, I saw rebel force radio. Uh, who, who did you see already drop one? Uh, I had Coffee with Kenobi mm-hmm. uh, queued up. I had Ringerverse queued up. Uh, and then friend of the show, uh, Jen Subchakchai, who does the long take on Substack, uh, that was fresh in my inbox this morning. And nice. all I wanted to do was click and read through her thoughts because she's one of the smartest people out there on nerd content. Um, and uh, so I was, you know, the mouse hovered over it. The finger hovered over the screen. But I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to not steal her ideas. But um, I, I think, you know, she's always great about sharing our material. So I'll, I'll share that. Uh, Jen Subchakchai writes that. Uh, it's Her handle on Twitter is at uh, S-O-P-C-H-O-C-K-C-H-A-I. Uh, or I'm sure my account, Ion Cannon, will have shared her take as soon as I read it. <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, wow, you did that. You did, you're doing that from memory. And yes, I think this is an open invitation. We got to get Jen on the program at some point because mm, uh, I would like to, I would like to have her as a guest. And uh, you know, just yeah, like I said, just uh, just huge props because yes, yeah, she's a she's a big supporter of, and uh, it's always kind of fun uh, to see to see her takes as as well. And uh, so, yeah, open invitation, Jen. We probably should have asked you, uh, but I'll just do it on the podcast at some point. Open invitation, but that's that's kind of fun. We finished up uh, Boba for breakfast uh, with a couple of strong episodes. We had Dan Zera mm-hmm. on on one of the last ones, and then we had uh, the group. We had you know Frank and Amy um, and who? Oh, Ross, and that was a huge, huge. And Tom, don't and forget Tom. Tom, Tom Gross. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was a ball. So it's kind of fun to. Put uh, you know, get some folks on. I was going to say I also saw uh, your friend uh, and mine, um, Carl from the Wampus Lair. Uh, they also yes. had a Kenobi teaser one. Um, I was also looking poor, through. Poor Carl received my angry text as I was stuck in class the moment the trailer dropped, and he's, <laughs> he's you know, I was on my laptop because the students were doing some independent work, and he's like, "It's so good." I'm like, "I gotta get out of this room and and go see it." So I eventually took a professorial bathroom break and just went and sat in the bathroom <laughs> and watched 
on my phone. I hope my boss isn't listening. But okay, before I get in more trouble, save that's me, Greg. True. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one's going to be a little different because we we're, we got the trailer, and I was going to try uh, technically to try to get this running. So we're gonna we're gonna run. Uh, I'm going to run the audio of of most of the trailer, and I'll let it go for a few seconds. We'll see if we can talk over it um, and and see if this works, uh, because I wanted to get a fresh take. And it was, you know, this is a minute 46. Um, I did have to watch it a couple of times for, you know, it's one of those things, don't leave until the end of the trailer. So I was like, ooh. Uh, But anyway, let's see if we can get this rolling. And I apologize in advance if this fails miserably. Uh, But we'll just go from there. So... And we've got Kenobi running through the desert here. The fight is done. Beautiful EOP, a throwback to the prequels. We lost. Sitting there in the desert. (laughs) We lost is just (laughs) heartrending. And how about this with, oh my gosh. Stay hidden. With that shot of Luke. Did you not just love how the Lucasfilm logo just went by like sand? The key. Yeah, yeah, it sets a good mood, a good tone. Jedi. I lost, I lost it when I saw the Grand Inquisitor here. Mm. Big fan of Rebels, me. Jedi cannot help what they are. A train reminiscent of Book of Boba, but clearly for migrants or exactly back on Tatooine. Love seeing the people from the prequels back in it. The Jedi I didn't know I was attached to that itch. Owen, but I am. As soon as I, <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> He's not going to be a cheap auto now, I'll tell you that much. Where is he? Oh, that spinning saber. <laughs> Between Darkness and this, the fifth brother I was also a big fan of seeing. And this new Inquisitor looks awesome. Yes, yes. I was curious here this last part but oh my gosh he just looks exactly the right age exactly what a way to age into the role all right oh that was a nice touch it was a nice touch oh and a few deep breaths there at the end like we all need to take (laughs) oh my goodness yeah i completely missed uh you know, the, the Darth Vader breath. I, I can't believe mm-hmm. I, but you know, like you're what, like I said, when you're kind of going out and you're watching it on your phone or you're, you're yeah. trying to steal a little bit of time at work, like most of us were, were doing, you know, yeah, you're, you're missing some of these details and then you kind of have to go and watch it. I don't know how many times uh, <laughs> I've seen it now, but um, it's just kind of, it, it takes your breath away because you're, I think you're really not expecting to see this, uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think everybody had been wanting a trailer for a while. There were lots of jokes about where is it? Why wasn't it during the Super Bowl? Why wasn't it here or there? Um, I did like somebody pointed out it's premiering on May 25th, which is the 45th anniversary of A New Hope, which, of course, came out in 1977. And yesterday was 77 days until May 25th. So maybe oh, just a man. coincidence, but I think somebody's playing games at Lucasfilm because they know the numbers. <laughs> somebody's a big fan of Lost, is, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I wouldn't even I wouldn't have even have thought of, of something like that. But yeah, when you're thinking about some, you know, because it's not like the even number anniversaries and so but you, you kind of mm-hmm. go okay that kind of that kind of makes sense there um it is interesting like i said that they're releasing this before celebration 
because yeah. can you imagine had you released it later and released this trailer mm. at a celebration crowd like they did, you know, for what did they do for uh, the Mandalorian? I think they want to they released some of that, you know, it uh, in Chicago. Uh, yeah. People would have blown the roof off of the <laughs> convention center. Uh, but we're going to get that. So the that means qu- they have something better, right? I mean, not to set it to expectations too high, but you know, I, it's, it's always an interesting question. I don't know who sets the schedule. If Lucasfilm chooses may, or if, you know, we have a Marvel series coming out in two weeks, the new moon Knight Oscar Isaac uh, series. I think we're two, maybe three weeks away from that. I think uh, maybe it's the 30th. So it might be three weeks. Um, So maybe that would wrap up right around then, uh, depending how many episodes, I think a lot of people thought May the 4th, but, um, you know, uh, it's a little later. So very curious time. I, I'm very much up in the air about Celebration. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to make it work, although eh, it, it's kind of iffy. But I will say, imagining kind of sitting in the hotel room that morning or on my flight and watching the first episode of Kenobi and then getting to go buzz with everybody. That sounds pretty incredible. Um, I was also happy to see that they were going to make the announcement for tickets for Celebration um, coming out on the 15th. And I it's funny because I have a hotel room, but I don't have tickets. And so on that, was it Tuesday or Wednesday when it drops? You know, it's interesting because I, you know, I don't need to be there all four days. I'd love to be there all four days, but I don't need mm. to be there. But it's almost like buying a four-day pass would be cheaper than put it, than buying yeah. three days. And so, you know, and then you're in the moment. And I think anytime anybody's ever trying to get you know, like concert tickets or something like this where you're furiously trying to get whatever you can, it's like, all right, I think you go in with a budget of $300 and go, <laughs> whatever you get is fine. Just and get it. Yeah. Just, just get it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's going to be tough. Um, the good thing is they they did say they're going to reopen the resale uh, program, which really helps too because you know people bought these tickets two years ago and yes. decided then that they were going to keep them, and people's finances change, people's desire to talk Star Wars changes. So mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance, and um, you know, I think I think that site as i recall does allow markup but i don't think it gets crazy like i think it's it's a little what it, it's a little protected uh, who, who knows what they'll do this year but we'll what see. is somebody gonna try to profit off this uh, come on never. that's crazy talk right <laughs> never yeah no. uh, the fact i haven't seen a new figure for months and they're all you know <sighs> on ebay suggests uh something so but let's talk about the good parts of fandom. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, it's it's also funny. Uh, a friend of mine had bought originally bought tickets for us for celebration, and I had him do the refund because I felt, well, you know, it's like, look, when he, yeah. you know, you, you didn't quite know at that point, and so even though it kind of you know took it took a pass away, I felt a little better going, hey, look, you know, we'll, we'll deal with it later if he, that way you don't have to go. I mean, it's like how how do you know what's going to happen next week? A little two years from now. So I, I my fate is my fate is what it is and I will I will take what I can get and if I can get some then you start working you start working backwards to family going daddy's going to be out of town for a couple of days and see you kind of start like feeding it. I kind of already started kind of feeding it out because my wife is also you know doing some traveling You're like yeah I might be going to California so you just, just, like, just kind of like you know plant no seeds just plant no seeds you gotta, um, gotta make those trades exactly uh, well my one final tip for you and others is I will say last time it was in Anaheim I had a, a 
friend of a friend who uh, wanted to go and didn't have a ticket and just stood around outside. And there were a lot of um, vendors who or, and press who kind of did their, you know, package shoot right away or set up their booth. And then they were just selling their badges outside for cheap. So there are there are other ways, although, of course, you have to be careful when doing something like that. But exactly. the force works in mysterious ways. So <laughs> exactly. And you have Disneyland across the street. If you get, kind of get bored waiting, you can just go yeah. across the street and and uh, hang out in Galaxy's Edge. And there's got to be an Angels game that week. I'm sure <laughs> now that baseball's back. So <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of good stuff this week that came out. The women of Star Wars set. I'm now I'm kind of blending uh, my podcast together. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a lot of good stuff this week. But the first question I did want to ask you, sure. um, this is, I, I, I wanted to do this as the first question. I want to see how did this trailer make you feel? Mm. This trailer had a lot to live up to for me. Mm. Um, my favorite character, uh, <laughs> and you know, I've been watching a lot of Alec Guinness movies, so apologies to Sir Alec, but my favorite actor portraying this character at that I think I've made the switch uh, to Ewan. Um, it had a lot to live up to, and I will say it did not disappoint in the slightest. Um, as soon as I kind of half-watched it, and then and then when I got out of class, I went and shut myself in my office and watched it two or three times uh, <laughs> before the drive home, and it was, uh, it was really special. Um, I think I also really enjoyed that it seemed to bring everybody together online you know we're we're 24 hours out now and some people have started to quibble with this that and the other thing but um it showed a lot of love for the prequels and for ewan and for hayden and um i think the the materials that were released today where ewan talks about how they were just best friends reuniting and hanging out and smiling together um, it makes me so full of joy, and the trailer is just the symbol of that. So I, I'm still high on it. I, I posted a photo earlier of me in front of my Kenobi shelf, just with eyes wide open, like I was overcaffeinated, and and that's how I've been feeling. So, uh, yes, twelve out of ten Banthas, I would say. How about you? How did it make I, you feel? I like that. Sc- <laughs> I like that scoring. You know, it's funny. I remember going into the Phantom Menace, and. You know, realizing for the first time, I'm like, you know, once the credits go, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to end or I don't know what the story's about. And I remember that excitement, you know, in some instances, you know, in some you know, instances, um, The Force Awakens the same way where you just really felt like, wow, this is something special. And although, you know, after looking at it, you go, well, of course, the story is going to probably be like that. Um, yet to not to think that we would get you and McGregor back in this role and that we're going over some of this story, you know, really makes the, you know, the hair stand out on my arms where you go, this is really exciting because it feels like, whereas I think with, you know, with the Mandalorian and with the book of Boba Fett, you know, they, they, in some instances, they felt like a TV show. This didn't feel like a TV Mm. show trailer. This felt like a movie. And, you know, which of course, you know, if you went back to, you know, a star Wars story, this was on one of those. So this is one I think that they've had in the tank for a while. And, and I didn't mind them taking their time because I'm like you, I think it has a lot to live up to, but I, I really felt that my expectations were met and blown away as soon as it kind of got going. And you're like, Oh yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Well, and, and I will say, uh, you know, we didn't cover every episode of Mando, but, um, you know, Deborah, 
favorite Chow's episodes in season one were some of my favorite Mando episodes. I believe that's number two and number, oh gosh, I'm going to blow it. Number six. Uh, Somebody's going to text me. Uh, I mean, actually, Frank will very kindly correct me, uh, as, as he is often wanted to do, which I appreciate all the time. Um, the gauntlet has been put down. Yeah, but I, I'm, you know, now I'm thinking it's number three. I think it's it's the one where the Mandalorians come out and the Coven defends Din and Grogu. So that's the third. That has I was to be, yeah, all the, way the third one. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was uh, Deborah Chowson. It was phenomenal. Um, and, you know, I think she is somebody who understands Star Wars. I think she stepped away from season two to really spend some time working on this um, and and getting it right, like you said. So I'm I'm really excited uh, to see her uh, helming this. This is kind of a silly aside, but I, I listened to the Scrubs recap podcast, not Star Wars, obviously. <laughs> but um, uh, Zach Braff, you know, the kind of famous actor and pretty good writer and director himself uh he did an independent movie with her one time and so every time star wars comes up on that show he's like is is it deborah chow's show yet when's when's her show like i'll watch this other show but, but when's her show so that has me buzzing for her and and always good to get some uh you know some female creators in i think bryce dallas howard uh just recently on book of boba fett demonstrated uh how wonderful uh, you know female eye can be in this space and and not enough have gotten the chance yet I love and I also love the fact that they have this pool of and and you know that you can get these you know you can get this overarching story but you can get some different uh points of view and I really have enjoyed uh the diversity on on the Mandalorian on the Book of Boba Fett where you kind of get like wow I'm getting a lot of different things but it's still all Star Wars and I think this one you know you have to think everybody's just going to be on on the top of their game just because of all, all, all this there, and I, I do think that I, I do think that they will meet the challenge. Um, I live fact checked myself. It's chapter three, the sin, and chapter seven. I already lost the name of it, uh, but it is chapter seven. So that it's the one where uh, Grogu gets captured at the end of the episode by the Imperials. Oh um, shoot! Is that and, the tragedy? And the death of Quill. That... No, because the tragedy is when he gets captured in season two but the season one episode where they they grab him i almost thought we were going to have live follow-up so i wouldn't have to do anything in the show notes anyway. <laughs> greg what is your first question oh my gosh i have so many um which is good because i didn't have a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> uh the reckoning is chapter seven okay now i can move on with this uh okay so two things have come out that are one i want to ask what do you think of having a, I guess I would say a hopeless Kenobi? Mm. And so two pieces of that is is uh, in the interview that accompanied many of the photos, Ewan was quoted saying, we find Obi-Wan really broken and down, right? Because as he says in the trailer, I lost. Um, and though the trailer emphasizes hope survives, uh, I think we're in for a, a, a somber tone at least initially in this show so so what do you think do you think that can work is that something you're excited for i'm one of the things i always liked is going back to rebels when um ahsoka ezra yeah when ezra ahsoka and kanan have that you know that little seance in the jedi temple and they get a yoda who is kind of reflective on you know what things went wrong which also, I think, ties into Luke and The Last Jedi. Yeah. 
Yeah. And those are the things I think, you know, we have seen Order 66 now play out multiple times. But to get that aftermath, and of course, what, we're 10 years past Order 66, I love the fact that we're getting some reflection. Mm. And although I'm not sitting there, you know, like, I mean, I think this could probably help out Luke in The Last Jedi a lot. Because I yeah. do think that you do show that there is a character who, yes, uh, now we're 10 years on. And so there was no like, hey, we're going to rally the troops and, and do this. This is a very much a Kenobi that has to be like, this is what life is now. And although I'm watching the kid, which, you know, uh, you know seeing some of the, the stuff online about, eh, a little creepy, but no. Nah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's, and then in, in, of course, in Tatooine, where you're like, hey, it was a Jedi temple. Now I'm on this dust bowl and I'm watching, you know, all my clothes and myself get, you know, get older and older. Yeah, I do kind of like seeing a little broader interpretation of Kenobi that, you know, I think eventually will tie into, um, to Alec Guinness's portrayal, I think, you know, where you see, you know, he, you know, and Alec Guinness knew what he needed to do, but, you know, I think some of it, and especially as you got on in the original trilogy, was a little resigned to, you know, this is what it is, and you're only hoping if it doesn't work, shoot, he already won. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I think that's really well said. One thing that it, the trailer reminded me of is... Um, when Revenge of the Sith ended in 2005, it ends on that hopeful note, right? We go to the children and the children get dropped off where we knew they had to get dropped off. And so at the end of Revenge of the Sith, I think as fans, because of how these came out, there was no hopelessness for us because mm -hmm. we understood there's the hope. Like it's going to take 15 years till they grow up, <laughs> 17, 19 years. But we know where this story ends. And so to get a reminder that Obi-Wan didn't know how this story ends. Uh, and I think I, I really, as I said, when we were listening to it, that moment where he says we lost is kind of devastating because in this moment, he was, you know, the champion of light, the, the high Republic Jedi say for light and life. Right. And that light was extinguished and he's here now on his own. And I think, uh, it's going to be really interesting to get to know him where he's at. You, your comparison to Luke, I think, is apt um, and then immediately made me nervous. Like, oh, no, people are going to say not my Obi-Wan or something. But <laughs> I think it's OK because we understand where the character is at this particular moment. <laughs> and also, if you're thinking as as I was thinking about this and in going into Rebels, you know, when when you have that um, Obi-Wan message that's in the holocron, you know, mm -hmm. there you have an Obi-Wan that's kind of frozen in amber, as it were. Yeah. And, and right at the end. So he still looks young. He still looks like, well, you know, the Jedi Order's fallen, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I really am. I, I think they will, there, there'll be time enough for all this to kind of play out. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, now you go, well, not only is he kind of somber, but he's going to kind of be raked through the coals a little bit, I think, <laughs> over the next, you know, six episodes or, or whatnot. Well, and I'll also say, uh, Carl, at Wampa's Lair, I'm sure this came up on their recap show. I haven't listened yet, but uh, one of his texts to me was so right, which is saying, um, you know, the, the jokes about Obi-Wan Kenobi looking like Jesus. Um, and now we have he's in the <laughs> desert, right? Like this is we're in Lent. We, we understand what this is, the temptations of of the devil to leave the suffering in the in the desert. Um, I think we just have to recognize we're, we're in the long, dark 40 days and 40 nights. And, and we know what's on the other side of that. Mm. Oh, 
I, 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 I can't. I wish it was that next week. We're gonna go. We're gonna be going, you know, a little while before we get to see this. <laughs> the 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 next question. I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to take the inquisitors off off of the off the question table at least from one of them. But uh, in seeing the Grand Inquisitor mm. and his and his uh, twirling blade, <laughs> uh, were you were you a little surprised and? Do you feel that that's going to translate well mm. to live action? It's such an interesting task they have to do this. And we just went through it with Cad Bane, and there were so many complaints. And now again, we've seen it happen already with, well, the makeup doesn't look quite right. The species looks a little off. And um, I, I think it's it's so easy to get stuck in those details and Mm -hmm. not just revel in the fact that somebody from an animated series is making the jump to live action. And that is a a real treat. Uh, So was I surprised? Yes. I think I'd heard rumors that the grand inquisitor was going to be in it, but I think mentally I had gotten my timeline wrong and assumed it would be a different grand inquisitor, a grand inquisitor. Sorry. Mm. Uh, but no, because we're before Rebels, and so um, you know this this is the the one portrayed by Jason Isaacs. Um, I think a lot of people immediately said, "Why didn't you get Jason Isaacs?" Very much how they reacted to Rosario Dawson by saying, "Why didn't you get Ashley Eckstein?" And I understand people's impulse in that way, but to say like, "Oh, Lucasfilm screwed him over," or Lucasfilm didn't even ask. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jason Isaacs is a very, uh, you know, a busy actor. I think he's on like five shows uh, on CBS and, and Paramount Plus. So um, so I do think some of those reactions are a little uh, like premature. Right. I and I still feel that way about Ashley. We, we don't know that, you know, Ashley got offered it or denied it to play. But we do know Rosario got to do it eventually for whatever reason uh the spinning lightsaber then surprised me even more uh i will say i find that a particularly cartoony element of the inquisitors and i don't mean that in a derogatory way uh (laughs) however i would speak derogatorily about uh the helicopter effect on them (laughs) i still don't get the physics of that uh so that would be a hard sell for me to see that in real life but just the spinning um and i will i'll I'll end my rant here by saying that was the one moment in the trailer my six-year-old was like whoa like (laughs) oh gosh like he didn't care that much about kenobi again you know it doesn't register for him it's just like yeah dad that's the guy from the movies i'm like yeah but he doesn't care but the spinning lightsaber that that perked him up that got him interested (laughs) well and it's interesting now that you know and and when you kind of look at it if you read the darth vader comic you know the inquisitorius or the inquisitorius uh was fairly early on in the rain, and so now you're thinking about it. Not only are we ten years past Order sixty six, we're ten years into the reign of the Inquisitors, and yeah. so you know, on the one hand, you go, well, they maybe they've picked up a couple things along the way, um, but yeah, and and that's why I was, yeah, you know, I I was just thrilled to see the Grand Inquisitor because coming into Rebels, I'm a Rebels kid, um, you know, that was really like wow, and then yes, yeah, so when when you look at it, and you kind of go, you expect to see well. Shouldn't you have a little more of an egg head? But then you go, <laughs> then the other thing is, is like, well, and of course he was tall, you know, because I yeah. want to say he was taller than, than Kanan. Uh, but on the other hand, you go, well, for one, this has been at, you know, this has been, 
there's like only a few frames. And so I would say I'm going to reserve comments. I'm just excited to see them. Of course, the fifth brother as well. Uh, And then I'm, I'm curious also if we see, you know, some additional inquisitors. I think somebody was posting some of like all the ones we've seen so far. And I'm like, wow, there's, there's actually been a lot of them. Um, but uh, that that Between does comics and Jedi Fallen Order had another one, yes. and, and Rebels had a, a lot when it comes down to it. Yeah, so yes, you're right. I think we filled in most of the numbers between all those sources, but of course, when one passes, they get replaced and so on. So. Yeah, exactly, and then of course, near the end of the Rebels run, they they sort of die off. In yeah, droves. <laughs> but at any rate, all right. What do you got for me? I'll I'll continue with the Inquisitors theme. So okay. uh, we get the voiceover of the Grand Inquisitor saying, um, "Where is he?" I have a couple candidates for he, right? He could be Kenobi, obviously. Mm -hmm. I think that is first and foremost. But could it be that the Inquisitors have figured out the secret of the Skywalker children? Um, And I'm going to just fold into that question the fact that we see Owen squaring off with the new Inquisitor. So my question is, how close do the Inquisitors get to Luke, do you think? (sighs) I, I think it ends up having to be the premise for the series. I think we talked, we may have talked before about what could get, you know, what could get Kenobi off planet or off mm. task. But maybe, it, in fact, they do, you know, it, it is, by the way, it's it's Anakin's home planet. So, you know. It's, it In Anakin's last name. So <laughs> Exactly. And so it's one of those where you have to figure. And I, and I do think that that would satisfy some, some folks out there who are like, how come they just didn't go to? So I think in some cases, yes, I, I do think that, you know, maybe. That, but, but there's the other thing is, is that how close can they get? But then not. And, but then, of course, you know diverge off because five years later yeah right because rebels is what four or five years before a new hope yep that you know that they don't pursue so somehow they have to maybe but then on the other way somehow you know i don't know that that he he really must have to to kind of really go hey it's over there uh (laughs) and then they fall for it so yeah and maybe that's the whole story right there but um yeah, that's that's probably how we get off planet. But maybe they are onto something. Just kind of like Maul was kind of you know trying to figure out where Kenobi was, mm. uh, and he was on that journey for a very long time. Yeah, I think I think those are the best answers I could come up with as well. That and I think you're right that it is going to have to be a find him and drop him for a decade or or for five years anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't seem that they might get that close, but. I saw two or three shots of Owen there and uh, the Owen I know isn't the kind of guy to stand up to, you know, an authority just to do it. So um, very curious to see how that all plays into this. Uh, Deborah Chow gave a quote that said, uh, thank God George Lucas cast Joel Edgerton as Uncle Owen. So <laughs> I think there's something meaty coming for for the Uncle Owen heads out there. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I, and and like I said, it's nice that him and I think also uh, the the gal who played Baru, Bonnie Peace, yes, yes, is also returning, I believe so. So that must have been her in the wide shot of the moisture farm, but certainly not 
in a way you could tell it was her, but yes. Exactly. Um, my next question is how many, unfortunately, how many other dead Jedi are we going to see? And unfortunately, are any of them are going to be ones that we have been holding out hope that they survived Order 66? Ooh, that's a really good question. If they want to establish the Inquisitorius as a real threat to Kenobi and just for the series, so they're not the, like, shaking your fists, darn you kids type <laughs> of villains, I think we're going to have to see them take out some Jedi to begin with. Um, uh, how big a prize would that be? Um, you know, one of my favorites out there is Jocasta New, uh, but she met her end elsewhere in the comics. Right, so right. it would be a retelling of that, which we know they're not afraid to do some creative changings or re reinterpretations of it. Uh, but yeah, uh, that would be a really interesting one. And uh, knowing who... You know, the, the, I'm sure this show is in contact with Filoni uh, in Filoni's new role. I, you know, Filoni has left Barris out there for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, is Barris, does she become an Inquisitor? Does Barris, you know, go back to the light when she sees the, how dark things are? Um, that, to me, raises a lot of possibilities. And I, I think, you know, I think he's got that in his in his uh, quiver, ready to shoot at some moment. Um yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the it's funny in the particular shot where the, the lightsaber spins, whoever he's squaring off against for like half a second, I thought was Samuel L. Jackson. I was like, oh, wait, no, he can't be in this. But oh. imagine I mean, they would never bring him back just to kill him off immediately. But imagine mm. it. Yeah. We, mm. Who knows? <laughs> what are you thinking? What What's your answer to your question? Should I put Quinlan Voss on the Deadpool? Or should I give? Should I should I say thumbs up or thumbs down? Quinlan Voss shows up in this series. Uh, I'm so he survived Dark Disciple, the novel, right? As I recall, so right, yeah. Asajj didn't survive that novel, but he did. So, yeah, that seems mm -hmm. that seems possible. I uh, I think, you know, I'm thinking of Black Kersantan that it's okay to have somebody who we are all we like immediately know has a history and who that is but for your general public it's got to make sense just as a jedi right so right. so if it's somebody just doing a kind of defensive move or a protection of, of an innocent and then gets struck down struck down uh i think that could it could be somebody a little bigger like that and and it's okay because we know that's quinlan voss or whoever but you know, somebody else just sees, oh, that was a good guy, and they got struck down. So, lots of possibilities. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow up. Um, if you remember your Rebels, the, the trap that they used, was it um, Luminara? Luminara. You yeah. think she shows up alive. Mm. That's a really good possibility, too. Um I'm trying to remember my Revenge of the Sith now. We don't see her. She's on the council in Revenge of the Sith, but we do not. She was on Kashyyyk. That's right. Out during, on the beach. Right. And supposedly she gets captured. And we mm -hmm. know, well, she know, we know she gets captured at some point and yeah. she gets used as bait. Yeah. So it's possible that they've had, well, that corpse has been around for a while. If you saw yes, that in Rebels. Absolutely. Uh, yep, spoilers yep. for if you haven't seen Rebels yet, but at this point, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just all over the spoilers. Revenge of the Sith and, and Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By um, the way, the Death Star, the Death Star may have blown up, 
but come on, what's, what's the shelf life on that? But yeah, I, I, some of these, I think you're right in that the general public doesn't necessarily need to know the whole backstory, but mm-hmm. you're going to get some, ooh, 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 you know, you're going to get the DiCaprio gifts going, you know, yep. for, you know, yeah. in Twitter. Yep. I think I think there's real possibilities there. And, you know, I think Dave has such great affection for the the prequel Jedi. He would always mm-hmm. treat them respectfully, you know, and, and I'm sure he would help this show and, and the writers figure out the right role for for that and, and the right person for that. So Excellent. good possibilities. All right. What's your next one? Um, well, let's see. I had what makes Kenobi leave Tatooine, but I think we got your guess at that mm-hmm. uh, a moment ago. So I'm going to skip that one and say there's a really cool uh, picture that came out. Um, you, I assume you looked at all the pictures in addition to the trailer <laughs> of Obi-Wan sitting in a cave, right? I have seen that. So uh, my broad question is, what do you think happens in that cave? And if you want to try to guess where it might be and who else might be in that cave, I'd be happy to hear those speculative thoughts as well. I I always love Force Center says speculate responsibly, right? So we're speculating, but we're not, you know, saying it has to be this way. But what would you do in that cave? (laughs) It seems like such a softball. And I almost feel guilty in saying Gwygon. But I'm also wondering, why not see Yoda? Mm. Or commune with Yoda? Why not? You, I, I, lost, I lost it uh, during The Last Jedi, during, during that great scene. You know, to me, one of the best yeah. scenes in there is between Luke and Yoda. Why not, why not Yoda in that cave at some point? If it's going to almost be kind of a prequel's greatest hits, as it were... I'm throwing that on the like like I said you could you could throw a Mace Windu out there at some point because as long as they're, you cut Maul in half and you st- <laughs> and you and you make him a cornerstone of the Clone Wars, what is off the table for this show uh, for for Lucasfilm? And and you throw him in at the end of Solo, which to the general public was baffling <gasps> to some people, right? But mm-hmm. you know they were feeding the fans and and they don't mind doing that. So you, I think you're right to not underestimate them. <laughs> Uh, so my thought on where i i think there might be a a revelation or two about obi-wan's hut i think you know it looks like a small Mm. dwelling but i'm wondering if this is the expansive basement underneath um and we know from jabba's dungeon that the the desert leads to pretty wet territory underground very quickly right he's got like a dank dripping dungeon in a desert planet which never quite makes sense but um but i'm wondering if he has a a a storeroom beneath the hut or you know a space to meditate and um i'm i'm with your your easy guess i think uh qui-gon at least in voice maybe in physical form Mm. um uh seems highly possible and i agree with you you know, the last Jedi established that Jedi can project themselves. Now, it takes a lot out of them, of course. Um, but if it's just to talk and communicate, you know, and you've got a Yoda puppet just ready to go. So it's cheaper than doing a digital Yoda and it looks better. Uh, <laughs> I said go for it. Uh, I think that's a great guess from you. Uh, so. Oh, and you have to wonder what does what does Obi Wan have in his man Jedi cave? I mean, does mm. he have a pegboard with action figures and posters <laughs> from from the Jedi Temple? I mean, you know, if 
you were if you were running out, we didn't we didn't see what they all took from the Jedi Temple when they left. So no. you know, maybe he got his action figures out. I don't know. Well, you know, my favorite thing I think is in his man cave is Qui Gon's lightsaber. Um, so the Mythos statue, which I'm looking at behind my monitor, uh, which was the one they created that you can put the Alec Guinness or the UN head on. So it's him as like a desert wanderer oh. on his belt is Anakin's lightsaber and Qui-Gon's. And I have long wanted it to be true that the green crystal in Luke's lightsaber comes from Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber. Ooh. So I think... Obi-Wan's got it. I think it's hidden away in his hut, and we're just waiting for the right story to tell about Luke going there to rebuild after Cloud City and 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 claim Qui-Gon's crystal. Uh, lots of interpretive leaps there, but that's my irresponsible speculating. <laughs> no, that's 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 a strong that that's a strong one. Just to, to to get the story behind that, which you know, one of those things. Sometimes you see those and you go, I don't think that really hurts anything because at some mm. point Luke was going to have to get another Kyber crystal. But you almost have to think just like with, you know, Luke having Yoda's blade and, and possibly yeah. an extra blade because, you know, what else are you going to do in seclusion? Like, well, OK, I'm going to build a couple because they're coming after you. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, you might want to have a couple, uh, you know, a couple spares lying around. So, you know, like, <laughs> wait a minute, I'm going to have to go, you know. So <laughs> but to think that to think that the green blade you know that that's it's almost like seeing you know Rex as the uh, the trooper in Endor and mm. going does it really hurt if you connect the dots? No, no it actually no. It makes sense. It fills um, it in. It fills it in. It fills it in. I was gonna. Uh, the, my next question was gonna be as uh, I'll go back one more to that Inquisitor. Well, and the Inquisitor mm. that we saw the new one. Thoughts on this? Because first I thought, hey, wait a minute, and I had to go back and and spoil Fallen Order for myself. I ain't finishing that that one anyway. I, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it, I can't get past it. So I might as well get myself versed with the story. But at first I thought, oh, hey, wait, and I'm like, no, wait, is, this is a this is a new Inquisitor. <laughs> yes, this is a new Inquisitor, uh, Reva, R E V A, um, and uh, I was wowed. Um, I think it remains true that Star Wars needs to do more for diversity. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I saw a lot of black fans and black female fans in particular getting really excited and planning their cosplay already uh, <laughs> made me happy because. You know, I, I've gotten to see myself in Star Wars for, you know, 45 years. I, I'm not 45, but... Uh, and I'll so take those it, other five for you. All right, good, good. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, to get let more people see themselves in Star Wars is always a good thing. And so I think that's great. Um, I think she looks like a badass, too. <laughs> I mean, Pretty that much. great shot where she's kind of half crouching and makes the broad sweep with her lightsaber in front of Owen, it looks like to me. Um <laughs> Somebody posted, you know, when you try to skip out without paying the bill or something like that is, is kind of what it looks like. But uh, I think she looks great. I am excited to uh, I, I do think as much as I'm excited for Hayden and Vader, if you overuse Vader, you weaken. Mm -hmm. So I think this was the origin of uh, the Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor, and the origin of bringing Thrawn into Rebels is you can't have Darth Vader cheapened every week by, oh, you got you got away from me again. So uh, I think, I mean, they put a lot of Inquisitors out there, uh, and I think the reason is because they want us to feel like Kenobi is trapped, you know, hiding behind a crate with a blaster, uh, so clumsy and random. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think that, 
she's going to be very formidable. Um, and I have not watched Queen's Gambit, but I understand that that actress is excellent. So that jumped up on my Netflix queue as something I need to get through before this. Uh-huh. So that was her last main role. So, uh, yeah. What did you think? You know, like I said, the I I, I liked I liked you know it was it was great reading the comics and getting a little more on the formation of the inquisit the inquisitors and you know anything that kind of tied back in because I think you know um, rebels was just good and I I liked their role because it kind of made sense um, and I do agree that you know you should use them you know you should use them pretty generously because. I do think with Vader, I think you, I think you get a pass with Vader on a confrontation with this, but I don't think, you know, like I said, I, I a little bit goes a very long way, and I, I think for the most part, fans are at this point expecting a confrontation. So I'm like, all right, it's out there, but in, in the meantime, there's plenty of there's plenty of Inquisitors running around that you can fight. But even then, it's sort of like it, it you know, it starts to tie back in like how are they going to resolve this? Which I think is going to be a question that we will be asking ourselves or in a lot of the, in a lot of our episodes is how does this play out? Um, so, Oh, my, my <laughs> head is melting already. All right. And, well, and, let me, I got one last one. All and right. I, I can build off of that, which is, uh, and again, I think this is purely in speculation area, but how do you want them to use Vader and Hayden? Um, and Mm. you know, there were some really good, uh, there's a wonderful video out late afternoon today on and we're recording on Thursday, uh, that was Ewan talking to a reporter about reuniting with Hayden. And it was really lovely to hear him talk about talking to his best friend again and, and catching up like they just walked off set moments ago. Uh, but it really made me think, you know, how much can they really be together? And in what context are those two actors going to be together? Is Hayden going to only be in the suit or is Hayden going to be in a back to tank, kind of like the, the rogue one appearance that is not Hayden, but is, you know, a, a creature effect that looks like Hayden. Um, or are we going to get some uh, flashback in this series as well uh, to, to actually to clone wars, Obi-Wan and Anakin or, before Clone Wars, Obi Wan and Anakin. So I'm laying out all the possibilities, stalling for you to think. But now I'm playing the the right. the, uh, the fire to your feet. How do you want to see Vader used? I want to see Anakin you or Hayden used a lot because if you th- if you go back to Revenge of the Sith and Vader's first conversation with Palpatine or the Emperor after he kind of gets put together. It was some of the weaker, to me, weaker Vader dialogue because you're like, it's. it sounds like Darth Vader, but he's asking about Padme, and I think you're right. I yeah. think the more you see Helmet off, he doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, back to, in back to the whole time, but I think the more that you hear Hayden, I think it'll help ease in what they have to try to do with Vader's real voice mm. uh, because they know we're kind of waiting for it. And I think the more, I think... It, you, if you get out, if you get away with having him more out of the helmet, or out, you know, like the less you hear of either James Earl Jones or a modified James Earl Jones, um, I think that'll help. One, give us give us the Hayden, 
But then as we hear Darth Vader, then I think it kind of puts it together. I, I, I'm starting to think now that, that a lot of this is kind of coming back to me as far as, you know, it was some of the, my issues with the prequels w- with, you know, Hayden Christensen was it's like everything was scrunched together so fast that a lot of that dialogue felt a little stilted. Of course, it's Lucas's dialogue. Yeah. But he didn't get a chance to grow in that. And wouldn't it be great to let him get a little more, get a little mm-hmm. more meat on the bone instead of having to rely on the James Earl Jones voice to say, go do this and this. And now you go, oh, you have this opportunity to kind of go back there once again and kind of repair some of that in my mind, because now he can, he, you know, like, oh, if there was just another line or two about this or this, you got him, use yeah. him you know, milk it because that way it saves some of that. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But then also maybe he can start as we're getting that reflecting from Obi-Wan. We could get some reflecting from Hayden. Oh, wow. And again, and then you go, okay, this is really, you know, once again, it's a big love fest for the prequels. You're, uh, you're making me think of Doogie Howser, right? That was where at the end of every episode, he'd go sit on his computer and journal about whatever happened. So, so maybe each episode we have dueling journal scenes, right? Um, where Vader goes, uh, dear diary, uh, and share some thoughts. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really good point that if we get, I, I hadn't pieced that together that if we get Vader with the helmet off, it should be Hayden's voice. The, yes. the, the yes. James Earl Jones should come from the mask. And, um, and you know, those last scenes in Revenge of the Sith, I also really liked your point about that. To me, they they are odd. And part of it is that Vader isn't used to the suit, right? Those first mm-hmm. steps we see him take are, you know, stilted and like a toddler because he's learning how to use these mechanics. And though they didn't play that up, in that moment that much, I think it is clear that like, yeah, he's struggling to figure out this new life and, you know, his, his scared eyes as the mask comes down and we see through the eyes that, that fantastic shot. So I think you're right. Um, and I just want to add that, um, Hayden deserves the redemption. Um, Mm -hmm. he, you know, and, and this is with all due respect to Jake Lloyd too, who got a terrible shake and also to Hayden and to Ahmed best. They, you know, the moment the prequels came out and the way we were now all adjusting to what's become the everyday Internet culture, they really took it hard. Uh, Well, I I guess I don't know them personally, but they, you know, they got a lot of flack for it. And I don't think any of the things that uh, let me just say those three people are not the worst part of any of those movies. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I think in Hayden's case in particular, he was told to do his dialogue in a weird affected way because hey this is a boy who was taken into a weird monk group (laughs) when he was 10 and the only woman other than his mom and the old sandstorm lady he'd ever gotten to meet and you know it's natalie portman she's a total babe so like uh he was totally warped and bizarre and the kid you wouldn't want to sit near in class and yet um because that all seemed to be subtext. It made it seem like it was his performance. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that there's a way, exactly like you said, to kind of fit a little bit of, of character rehabilitation there. And I, I mean, who knows what they're planning at Celebration? Hayden was at the last one. I think he'll be at this one. Uh, you get, uh, you know, Big Arena premieres episode two early, put Ewan and Hayden out there waving to the fans. Anaheim's going to just, you know, break off from the coast and float out to sea with all the excitement. 
<laughs> I think if if those if I'm able to get tickets and they show up, that will be I mark mark my words the best time to shop because <laughs> no one is going to be paying attention nope. or be in those lines. So if you're looking for the, those hard to find, you know, Hasbro figs or Funko Pops, that is the time mm-hmm. you, you can skip the lines because I think people like yeah, um, it's a victory lap for you know, for, for these two as well as the prequels and so forth. And, you know, good for them because like I said, you know, um, I think they were even probably luckier that the type of fandom you get now, um, you know, they got what they got without, you know, the internet being what it is today. And so it is kind of nice to see. And and once again, I think you you should take, as we kind of, you know, wrap this up, I, I think we should take this as a gift. You know, mm-hmm. it, they didn't have to come back and do anything. They were perfectly fine. You know, there are many other stories they can be telling, but we're going to get this one. And for me, I'm I'm all in, strapped in for this ride because it should be a blast. And, you know, call it fan service, call it whatever. I, I think this is a story that uh, is really going to... I, I think it's the bar is going to be set pretty high, um, you know... <laughs> Our poor Bad Batch, uh, you know, it's, hopefully it comes later on because I'm like, it has to cut, you know, just just let let the Kenobi stuff die down for a couple of months. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, and or just, just wait, just just wait, because this is going to yeah. blow, the, you know, this should blow the, the roof off of everything. And then, you know, we're like, wow, and uh, really kickstart some and hopefully kickstart some other, you know, some other things. Maybe we get some more books and comic books and animated series and things like that. And uh uh, we, we already know there's some novels coming with these two. There's a comic series coming out like they're getting the full treatment. And, you know, I, I think especially right after the Disney acquisition, there was a moment where it felt like they really wanted to leave the prequels behind. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Star Wars fans were deeply hurt by that. And now those fans are the majority of fandom, I think, in, in all honesty. Right. People, exactly. The prequel kids are now in their late 20s, early 30s, uh, depending on their age. And, you know, that's where the disposable income is. (laughs) So before people have families that, you know, want food and gas and and things like that. So uh, so I do think we're going to see a real renaissance of that time. And, you know, in Book of Boba Fett proved you got to know your Attack of the Clones. You got to know your Revenge of the Sith. And so I think. Any of those fears from that moment when Disney canceled the Clone Wars and J.J. was out there saying, like, you know, prequel suck. Uh, he didn't say that, but kind of said that. Uh, you know, I think I think we're back in an age that it's the Star Wars saga and we're going to mm-hmm. enjoy every part of it. Um, and I think that's fantastic. I'm here for it. I got to, you know, put an addition on this Star Wars room for all the Kenobi merch. We'll get <laughs> You know, in like three years, the way Hasbro's going, but Tops will deliver. Tops will be there with a weekly set, and I'll be there picking those up. <laughs> I'll be very surprised if we don't see a, t- a trailer set. Uh, if not next Ooh, yeah. week, I would say then we still have May the 4th, which would come before. Uh, there's plenty of images they could do from this. Uh, I'll probably be talking about it in the main in the main show. Um, but I, for one, yes, I, I you know, you're you're going to have to have a physical set for this. Uh, because I think you're just going to have tons of, and I think the autographs and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Hey, let's get, let's get a, let's get a Denny's menu back. I'm ready for (laughs) another set of Denny's cards. And and, I love those cards. Yeah. I'm with you. (laughs) And, and and this time, if it happens, I'm taking the menu. I can't believe I walked out of there without the menu. Uh, I feel, I feel like I've, I've, I let down fandom 
uh, the collecting <laughs> fam by not walking off with the one thing I could have walked off with easily, and no one would have no one would have cared. Okay, um, I anyway. got I, can I convince my Denny's thing? I went so the nearest Denny's to me is an hour and a half away. I took oh my, my son; he was three. We went. We got the full trading card set. We bought all the cups, and our waitress was a wonderful woman who had to be about nine months pregnant. <laughs> And I swear to you, Greg, I will confess to you and our listeners, I looked at her, I'm like, she would probably sell me that maternity solo t-shirt and it might actually fit me because it's, you know, big as, you know, all the other waitresses were petite. And I was like, I'm not going to ask her. <laughs> that, that, that crosses a line. So, but I thought it and that's what matters. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, when you kind of look and go, when you look back and what, what are your collecting regrets? I'm like that, that menu is going to be up there. It's, it's going to be in my yeah. top five of why didn't I walk off with it? But anyway, <laughs> speaking of which we'll end up here uh, because we've now talked for about an hour for a trailer that, that went on for about a, a, a minute 46. But if they want to, if folks want to talk to you more and uh, quiz you more about this trailer, where can they find you online? please come find me. There's nothing I want more than the talk online. I'm also, this is a shameless pug. I'm sitting at 976 Twitter followers what? and I just need that last little chunk to get me to the, the 1000. Uh, uh, so if, if anybody's listening and, and can put up uh, with my tweets or just follow me and then mute me, I'll never know. Uh, but I am at Ion Cannon, E-Y-E-O-N-C-A-N-O-N. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and I'm always excited to hear from people who listen. So please reach out if, if you have thoughts. Uh, I have been approached by a couple other shows, so I might be on Talking Kenobi other places. And if so, I'll plug them on those accounts. Excellent, excellent. By the way, if, for those of you keeping score, the Ion Cannon Pod account has 70. So there we go. <laughs> All right. We'll just yep. put the, we'll put the tally up. <laughs> how many Twitter followers. So right now, as it like, speaks, you have more than 900 <laughs> followers more uh, than the Ion, the Ion Cannon pod. Um, yeah. <laughs> rate, all right. Once again, we'd say, you know, we'll be back with uh, the, the, <laughs> leave the breakfast take take the Kenobi I'm gonna have I, I struggled for the I struggled with this <laughs> with this show title uh for a while after I I realized I how much I'd painted myself in a corner uh but somehow I got it I got it to work and got the graphics up um but we will be back um after the show I don't like what is uh, what is May 25th anyway uh it's a Wednesday it's a Wednesday all right we'll have to figure out our schedule because of course that first one will come out and th and then of course that that little thing happens in california yeah, some uh, little so party some little party happens in california so we'll go from there but hopefully we can squeeze in a show before uh that celebration uh, you know to kind of kick things off whether we have to talk whether i have to talk uh from the you know from from the, the paid Wi-Fi in the plane, or or maybe I'll just share a room with you. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll sneak you <laughs> maybe on. Maybe I can get a layover in Chicago if I go, if nothing else. <laughs> we can talk in the airport lounge. <laughs> we can talk in the airport lounge. Anyway, all right. Um, we I'd love this to go longer, but we'd actually have to do some real work. And we have all those other longer show recap podcasts to listen to. So we're going to sign off for now. We're going to pick this up, like I said, in May. Can't wait for the uh, Kenobi premiere. Um but I will hopefully, you and I will hopefully be back with more questions. Uh, but we're going to return you to your podcast playlist already in progress. The music for this podcast is brought to you under a Creative Commons license from Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. This is Discipline off the album The Slip. 
This podcast is not affiliated in any way with Topps, Disney, or Star Wars, nor is it endorsed by Disney or Lucasfilm, and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds, and any other related items, are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders here in the U.S. and abroad. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com.